happy Friday. Day four. I don't know where you are, but we're in the middle of the heat wave out here, and I'm dying. But before we even get into that, we are brought to you today by um, Puppy Shampoo. Get a close-up of that. Look at that. That's that's shampoo that's for puppies, dogs. Now, you would think, could you use um, human shampoo on a dog? Yeah, if, you, if you're crazy, okay? The only time human shampoo goes on an animal is when they're testing if it's okay for humans. And then once that's fine, it's now just for people. So you got to have a special formula for your dog. And the next question is, Todd, why is the bottle already, you know, 15% used? Are you just finding things in the house and then saying they're sponsoring the podcast? No, that's what an insane person would do that. It's used because I actually use this on myself. Okay, because you're not supposed to use human shampoo on a puppy, but you can use puppy shampoo on yourself because why it has jasmine scent and none of my scents have jasmine in them as a man are, you know, our scents are based on um, climates. That's the only scent that we have for um, body wash shampoo. It's like Alpine. I'm like, what the fuck is Alpine? That's the scent. That's the scent. They have, um, you know, Axe has things called Fiji. You want it? Hey, do you want to smell like Fiji? I'm like, I don't, I've never been. And then, and then you smell it and you're like, man, if Fiji actually smells like this shout out, cause it smells clean, crisp. They got one called chocolate. You want to smell like chocolate? And then you sniff it. You're like, if chocolate smelled like this, I would never eat chocolate. I mean, it smells good for an armpit, but not for a, you know, a sweet treat. So regardless of those things that I just mentioned, we are brought to you by what is this? A heart's groomer's best dog shampoo. If you're French, uh, shiot for your shiot. Okay. This is shiot shampoo for your shiot and, um, extra gentle wash your dog. Now, how often should you wash your dog? This is a real question. That's the end of the, the, the that's the end of the, the advertisement done, but let's talk about washing your dog. How, you know, how often should you wash a dog? I don't know the answer. We know that it's not every day. No, no dog wakes up and has a shower to start their day that I know of. You know, maybe there are some dogs out there like the working ones, you know, police dogs, they actually have to serve a shift. So maybe they do wake up and they have a shower just to get up and maybe they go, I need special shampoo for myself. Um, But I would hope police dogs aren't using something with jasmine scent. I hope police dogs are using something called like, uh, maybe just, oh, pepper spray, just a pepper spray scent. So then when they get close to a criminal one, they got you with the bite. And then two, they got you with the smell right to your eye, double incapacitated. Take that. Right. So I don't think a lot of dogs now, our dog, I'll tell you this, like most dogs, he does not, he's not a fan of shower time, of bath time. And so we don't really do it. We do it if he gets crap on him because every now and then this guy, I'll take him for a walk and he'll just, you know, I will see the one spot where I need him to not roll. And that's where he goes and rolls and he gets covered in geese poop and you just can't let him, you know, I, I'll try to get him to shake it off, but he knows, he knows when he does that, that he's coming home and he's getting a fistful of Jasmine scent um, shampoo. So, you know, you pay the price. Time to pay the piper. You want to roll around in poo? And it doesn't matter if you're a dog, if you're a sheep, if you're a deer, or even if you're a human. If you're going to roll around in poo, then you need to expect there's going to be a shower coming up, okay? I don't make the rules. 
By the way, some people, I don't know how you guys are, but I literally, I cannot wake up without a shower. It's the only, I have to have a shower every morning. I think that's part of the reason why camping is not for me. I'm not a big uh, camping, you know, first of all, when you camp, anything can come get you. Anything can come get you. You think you're safe because you're in a tent. But you know what? Um, you know what goes through a tent is a grizzly bear claw. I almost said craw because that's how scary they are. They should have an R where the L is. A, a grizzly, that's like a tongue twister. A grizzly bear claw can go right through a uh, tent. Sorry. Oh, good. Um, can go right through a tent. A cougar claw, any animal, even large hail. So I've never been big. And I, you know, that occurred to me one time we went camping and I was out there and it, I, it occurred to me in the middle of the night, there was like, oh, there's no one out here to help us. There's no one sitting around, walking around with a gun. If a bear comes in here, we done, we done. He's just coming in. And then he just eeny, meeny, miny, mo picks a tent and you got to hope it's not your tent. And if he does pick your tent, you just got to hope that um, you're the fastest person in that tent. And you slide your sleep your sleeping bag underneath the other person and hope you just don't get picked. You know, it's like that claw game. Remember you used to put a nickel back in the day? Remember a nickel? A little nickel? You put that in there, go down, try to get a, you know, teddy bear or whatever. That's what a bear does when he comes into your tent. Is he puts his claw in and he's just, he's searching around for which human he wants to pick up. And by the way, even if you were like an expert at fighting bears, even if you have some type of martial arts that works against bears, when you sleep in a tent and you're camping, you're in a sleeping bag. There is no other sleeping arrangement that puts you more at a combat disadvantage than the sleeping bag. I mean, you're essentially, what are you at that point? You're like a chocolate bar with just a little bit outside the wrapper. Your your legs are useless. Your arms pretty much useless, and uh, now you got some bear coming at you. Good luck. So I've never been I've never been fond of the of the thing, and I've never had that fantasy. Even with the um, with having a trailer, you know, some people that's their fantasy, that's their dream retirement is to go get like a giant trailer, right? Tour around, tour around the country, go down to the U.S. Tour around the U.S. Stop at places, check out the markets, you know, see what, hey, does, what does this Shell gas station look like? Let's see. Oh, it looks like the last Shell gas station. Whoa. What is this guy selling over here? Fresh produce? What has he got? Watermelons. Whoa. This 20-hour drive is so exciting. I don't want to stop. Maybe that's because I've done enough driving with stand-up that uh, I don't do it unless I, I have to. I mean, back in the day, when I was touring around um, every weekend, uh, pre-global pandemic, um, some of these drives, you would see the weirdest shit would pop up. There's a, there's a bathroom up near White Court, Alberta, that has a sign. And they're very proud because they were voted, um, I believe, the best bathroom in the world. In 2012, or the best bathroom, it must not be the world because you would never be able to assess that. Maybe it's the best bathroom in Canada in 2012. And first of all, I thought, who's even doing those assessments? Who's who's the bathroom rating guy? 
And when I first say that, I was about to say I would love that job. And then I realized I would not like that job because public bathrooms, and I actually said this last episode, when I go to a public bathroom, here's my strategy is before I go in, I take a deep breath. I take a deep breath. And I hold that in and then I run in full speed and I try to pee as quick as I possibly can. I'm not, I'm trying to not breathe any of the air in that bathroom and the level of excitement when you are able to hold your breath, pee, run out, exhale, and you know, you didn't breathe in any of that weird air, any of that disgusting public bathroom air is euphoric and exciting. And you feel like you got away with something. And I do that. I do that with porta potties. Those are a nightmare. Those are a nightmare. I mean, when you use a porta potty, your whole thing has got to be just don't look down that, Oh, that has to be, that has to be the whole thing is like, don't get in there, fix your eyes on the roof of the porta potty. Just hope you're hitting the toilet and get out. Ladies, I don't know how you guys do that stuff. You could not pay me money to have to actually sit on something in one of those things. I'm assuming a lot of you guys hover or you're building a nest. I don't know. That's your prerogative. I would never. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, this is a fun way to this fun thing, stuff to talk about. Hey, toilet talk. You guys glad you tuned in? Discuss our least favorite toilets. But that is the weird stuff you see on the road is like they will have some, you know, town has the best bathroom voted 2012 by the way it's not even the best bathroom now that's like nine years that's like the guy who played you know football in high school and he's still talking about it get over it get over it you peaked you peaked too early bathroom 2012 it's 2021 how you looking now that's what i care about that's what i care and is that really gonna make me stop is that gonna now if i had to choose between the two bathrooms, right? One's got an award, one doesn't. I'm obviously going for the award, but what else are you getting out of me? You think that just because I go in there, I'm going to impulse buy a Kit Kat on the way out? Interesting strategy. Interesting. So you got that. You got, you know, every small town in, uh, in Alberta. I don't know if this is an Alberta thing, but they all have some giant thing that they have. Like Vegreville has a giant egg some of them have like a giant shovel. I don't even know where the meetings are held to decide what to have. Um, but that's I, and maybe it, it's a tourist attraction. I don't know. I mean, with Google now, can't you just Google it and see the egg? Do you have to drive all the way there? No hate. No hate to Vegreville. No hate. I'm just saying it's an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting choice. They all have that. Yeah, the stuff you see. On these, you know, some of these towns, I think, you know, the one thing I think we can all agree on is undoubtedly the dirtiest bathrooms have to be 7-Eleven, right? It has to be 7-Eleven is like a, I don't even know where the bathrooms are in there because in the summer, it always feels like 7-Eleven has some kind of sand on the floor in certain places. Like somebody from a beach came in, there's just sand. It looks like there's dust. I don't even think 7-Elevens have been renovated since I was a kid. I don't think there's a single thing different other than the, you know, the items inside, but the layout itself. Although, no, you know what? Now that I think of it, there is one big difference. Actually, this is a huge difference. 
I'm going to, Your Honor, Your Honor, I'm going to retract everything I just said about 7-Eleven, and I'm going to reverse my position on this. And, and, you know, in politics, this is what we call a flip-flopper. But you know what? I'm not running for office. I'm trying to have a discussion in a room by myself. <laughs> so cut me some slack if I have to flip-flop. Now, here's what 7-Eleven has changed, big time changed, is now they serve so much food, and they push it on you too. They push it on you. I went in there for, a, uh, what did I get, a Red Bull? And she's like, do you want wings? And I'm like, what? What? She's like, yeah, do you want wings? And I was like, like chicken wings? She's like, yeah, do you want chicken wings? I'm like, no. She's like, okay. Would you like potato wedges? I'm like, what is going on? No, I just want my um, Red Bull. She's like, that's great. That's great. Would you? Okay, you can do that. Do you want some uh, cheesy fries? <laughs> what do you got going on here, man? And no hate. I've had the 7-Eleven pizza. It's terrible. And I have a low bar. I'll eat almost any pizza. Here's two things about I will eat almost any pizza and I will drink almost any type of wine. And sorry, I just got sunscreen in my eye. Oh my God. Disaster. All right, it's out. I will eat almost any kind of pizza, drink almost any kind of wine. So if I'm saying it's bad in either of those categories, it's really bad. It's really bad. And in fact, in fact, I had that experience last weekend when we went to the park. Like I said, when it comes to white wine, I'm not picky at all. I don't know what, like to me, here's, here's something I'll say. Wine and coffee to me, all of it tastes pretty much the same. And I know that that people are going to lose their minds from me just saying that. That might be one of the most controversial things I've ever said on this podcast in my life. Because wine and coffee, people take so seriously. And to me, I've been around the world. I've, you know, I've been awake at any hour of the day. I have, I have a life experience. I've flown to places. Uh, I've walked backwards one time. Like I've done, you know, I'm not a newborn. That's all I'm saying. I got experience. And in my time on earth, I've had many coffees. I've had many wines. And I would say 90% of the time, they all taste the same. They'll taste the same. People tell me McDonald's has the best coffee. I go drink their coffee and I go, yes, it tastes great. Tastes like coffee. People tell me, Starbucks, their coffee, it's burnt. I go drink their coffee and I go, oh, that it just tastes like coffee, right? People tell me that the Keurig has mediocre coffee and I drink it and I go, it's mediocre. Yeah, it tastes like coffee, all the other coffee. I've never had a coffee in my life where I tasted and I was like, oh shit, this is it. This is it. This tastes way now. To be fair to coffee, it's not necessarily the coffee. I think part of it's how I drink it. And when I say that, what I mean is that I chug it. I chug it. I've chugged it. And I've mentioned this before because when I approach a coffee, the reason I'm drinking, listen, this is going to be another one. This is going to send some people over the edge, I think. But this is the way that I approach coffee. When I'm drinking coffee, I'm drinking it for the effect of the caffeine. Otherwise, I would just have water. I don't even like the taste that much of the coffee. So I'm drinking it because I want that caffeine in my system. And to me, if you want to feel the effect of the thing, which is the goal, you got to get it in you. 
And the best way to get it in is to chug it. And that's what I do. Now, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not chugging it like it's a sorority party or I should have said fraternity party or whatever. I'm not chugging it through a beer bong, this coffee. I'm not standing upside down and chugging. I don't have people around me at Tim Hortons going chug, 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 chug. But what I do is I drink it fast. Like a venti from Starbucks. I used to do this. I would get a, go to Starbucks and get a venti on the way to the comedy club, which is like 15 minutes from the Starbucks to the comedy club here in town. I get a venti and I would drink the whole thing before I get to the comedy club. And so I told someone that one time and they're like, you're insane. And I go, really? How do most people drink it? And then my brother told me he gets a coffee in the morning, venti, venti. And he drinks it over the course of three hours. What? What is the point? Get it in, man. Yo, hit that coffee. Come on. This is like, you know, if you were doing, you guys know, you know, when you're doing heroin, right? You know, when you're doing heroin, you don't, when you, when when someone does heroin, they want it. They get it in. You take the whole thing at once. You don't see somebody just slowly sipping their heroin. Nobody is sipping. Why? Because that's not the point of it. I'm looking at coffee the same way. That's how I look at it. And so when I say that all coffee tastes the same, I might not be be being super fair to the coffee, to the roasters, to the beans. Shout out to the beans. Because they are different. I understand. And they're cooked different. And they're prepared different. But what I'm saying is when you drink it to drink it and you just get it in, there's no time for tasting. There's no time. Get it in. And so, yeah, that's the way I feel. Wine is very similar. Wine, if I'm having wine, I want the buzz. I just drink it. I just drink it quick. I don't understand sitting there and just sipping something. That's why I never, I've never been able to get into scotch or anything like that. Because just to sit there and sip, I'm like, what are we doing over here? Dabbling, right? I don't know. Now that I'm saying all this, I'm like, I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I'm not advocating. I don't think it's for most people. Like, I think if most people, you know, drank coffee at that speed, um, they would probably pass out. Their heart might explode. And uh, it might not go over well. But what I am saying is that there's got to be someone like me out there. There's got to be someone else. Is anyone else a coffee chugger? I want to find this community. I want to find the people who drink things quickly like I do. Because they want to feel the effects. I want to know I'm not the only one out here doing this. So if you know someone or you are someone, send me a message. Send me a video of you, how you drink your coffee. How do you do it? And if you're on the other end and you say, hey, I like to enjoy my coffee. And this is why this is why I drink it so slow. Send me that too. Hit me up because I want to understand more. I want to understand. Even though that's what most people do. And you're probably right. I want to understand why you don't. I want to understand why you don't just chug your coffee in 10 minutes like a normal human, okay? And that's the moral for today's episode. Once again, we're brought to you by, get a shot of that puppy, um, groomer's best, jasmine scent puppy shampoo. I recommend this even if you don't have a puppy. Get some and uh, try it on your face. Try it on your hair, you know? And uh, if you do have a puppy, even better, use it on your dog like it was meant to. And if you have a cat, use it on your cat. If you have a small hamster with a bit of dirt, rub it on your hamster. I don't know, man. 
You just do you. Get clean. Go take a shower. I'm about to right now anyway. And, uh, hey, have an amazing Friday. And, of course, I'll be back next week. I'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.